What it do, what it do? I'm too juice, you slid through. This vibe boy with Scipio, a brand new podcast show introducing the dope music you've been craving and delivering fresh perspectives on today's hottest topics. Stay tuned, we finna catch a wave. You're a musician, you create music for the world to hear it. In order for the world to hear it, they need to be able to access it. In order for them to access it, your music needs to be on every single platform available on this planet. Visit oringi.org today to see your dream become a reality. Brace for impact. segment of the Vibe Boy with Scipio podcast show, where we will be discussing breaking into the cannabis industry. Grab your surfboard, because we finna catch a wave. Y'all done tapped into another segment of the Vibe Boy with Scipio podcast show. Let's get right to it. So, it looks like the cannabis industry is here to stay, y'all. And, you know, when we look at it from our perspective as melanated folk in this country, our place in the industry ain't always been so good. You know, as a matter of fact, most of the time we have been uh, relegated or have had to uh, deal with the underbelly of the industry um, underground, you know, and what they, excuse me, what they have termed the black market. Now, it's very interesting that uh, when you begin to look at the numbers and analyze the number of convictions um, due to participating in the cannabis industry, even within the state of California alone, We're looking at now, because the cannabis industry has been legalized for recreational use within the state of California, we're looking at somewhere of upwards to 66,300 convictions, either being dismissed or reduced. Let me say that number again. That's 66,300 convictions, either dismissed or reduced, and that is both in Southern and Northern California. Southern California is leading the way uh, somewhere around 54,000 or so. Northern California is leading the way with 9,000 or so, 9,300. I know that. Um, So excuse me on the Southern California number, but I know it's somewhere close. Um, But nonetheless, out of that 66,300 conviction number, 6% of the population is supposedly African-American in this country, but 25% of African-Americans make up the prison population. And that's according to a 2016 report within prison system. So what we have here, and let's let's just keep it all the way real and get straight to it. 
We have a cornering of the market, a monopolization of the market. And just like any market where it's high competition, you remove the competition before you act and, and begin to capitalize on said market. Unfortunately for most melanated folk who participated in the industry before uh, the cannabis was uh, passed for recreational use, they had been caught up on humbugs and been tossed in the slammer and uh, a lot of their rights had been taken away due to participating in the industry that many others have begun to profit off of handsomely. So, as we begin to discuss breaking into the cannabis industry, I think it's only right that we first look at our place as melanated folk in the industry itself. Because any advice that, or any sort of idea that we can share amongst each other, it has to come from a foundation and standpoint that that industry uh, was created for us to be the scapegoat was created for us to be used as those who would fill up the prison systems and uh, fuel the prison industrial complex, privatized prison systems. But furthermore, it was used to entrap the majority of the players involved in the industry before the passing of recreational use laws. And what that did was it opened and segue for those individuals who might have been so-called against cannabis openly but were closet cannabis users you know all through the 90s early 2000s or those individuals who may have been against cannabis use altogether but uh, had deep pockets and when the industry began legalized they saw a monetary possibility and opportunity to take uh, full advantage of and so still You have an entire group of people who have been totally boxed out from this industry. Those of us who have not been boxed out and who have kind of been able to uh, float under the radar or even uh, be more prominent within the industry have had to uh, be very careful on how they maneuver because even opening a dispensary within California at one time, uh, most melanated dispensaries were targeted first uh, by the city governments and by state governments and what have you, uh, even federal governments. And so we have to look at this. And I think that's where the guilt complex comes from when you see these counties like L.A. County and San Francisco County uh, beginning to turn over a lot of these convictions because they were they were falsely attributed to these individuals. And a lot of these individuals are still uh, locked up right now serving time for crimes that are no longer illegal while multiple entities are capitalizing greatly off of uh, cannabis gains. So, with that being said, y'all, let's get into some smooth tunes. I want to listen to uh, one of my favorite cuts right now. This is Akolo. Aight, Abarag King. Grab your surfboard. We finna catch a wag. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a ranking on the wheels of steel. San Coloma, San Colo, San Coloma, San Colo, 
Sankoloma, Sankolo, Sankoloma, Sanko, Sankoloma, Sankolo, Sankoloma, Sanko, Sankoloma, Sankolo, Sankoloma, Sanko. Baba bless me for your sake. Oluwa bless me all in your name. Take all my zillions and my diamonds. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to take you on a journey straight to paradise. I want to take you on a journey straight to paradise. Celebration in the air, jubilation everywhere. Celebration in the air, jubilation everywhere. We go party till the early morning. We go happy till the break of dawn. Celebration in the air. Jubilation everywhere, celebration in the air. Jubilation, we go to San Coloma, San Colo, San Coloma, San Co, San Coloma, San Colo, San Coloma, San Co, San Coloma, San Colo, San Coloma, San Co, San Coloma, San Colo, San Coloma, San Co. Atambino Ori, Oleri. Otambino Ori, Oleri, Sankoloma, Seledami, Sankoloma, Seledami, Bemis Oke, Bemileke, Kimbori, Otayemi, Bemis Oke, Bemileke, Kimbori, Otayemi, Bemis Oke, Bemileke, Kimbori, Otayemi, Bemis Oke, Bemileke, Kimbori. Take you on journey straight to paradise. Y'all know, so look, that's the goal of this. We wanna we wanna position ourselves to where we can we can begin to live the type of lifestyles that we've always envisioned. Lives of peace again, lives of prosperity again, lives of abundance again, living with the opportunity to provide for multiple generations. And I think that's part of the main impetus for a lot of individuals to get into this industry because it's one of those very blessed, blessed products where, you know, it's an organic, 
natural product when grown correctly uh, without any of the present additives that are available in the market right now. Um, you do have chemical uh, equations and chemical additives that you can add to the growth process, which will enable the bud to expand or increase uh, THC content within uh, certain cannabis plants or what have you, certain strains. But you know, overall, the origins of the plant are very, very uh, earthy and organic and uh, original to Mother Earth for all intent and purposes, okay? And it is for that reason that a lot of people have found uh, value in the plant and have seen a reason to capitalize on the sale of it and the cultivation of it. So in cultivating the plant, I think the first thing that we need to address is, is cannabis legal in your state? You know, is it even legal in your state where you reside? Because you don't want to get into any situations where you get in trouble with the law due to current state or city uh, cannabis laws. On the flip, though, there are definitely gray areas. Um, uh, California, excuse me, is a great example of those gray areas due to the long going efforts of many uh, medical marijuana activists, uh, especially during the early 90s on into the into the 2000s, even who really pushed a hard line in California to make sure that uh, cannabis was available to cancer and AIDS patients. It then spread um, into the ability to get cards. And then from there, uh, dispensaries began to pop up. But this is all during a time when it was quite illegal to even have a dispensary. So you would find many dispensaries popping up and they would be in business. They would do their best to take all legal measures, collecting data, collecting information on clients, making sure that clients were um, compliant with the current medical aspect of, of the marijuana um, legalities that were present at the time. So if you did have a medical marijuana card and your doctor um, signed off on a certain document that stated that you were in need of medical cannabis, well, then you were able to use medical marijuana. And if you found the dispensary, you can deal with that dispensary. But if the dispensary uh, was in an illegal standing, you had to be careful because if you walked into that dispensary and the feds raided, uh, depending on how you responded during the fed, uh, investigation, uh, could determine if you were, um, you know, going to be indicted as well. So this is something that a lot of people take, take note of today because the, the hype around not only medical marijuana, but I think recreational marijuana has surpassed medical marijuana. I think the obvious, uh, the obvious point from day one was that, all right, how many of these people really need medical marijuana as, as, as compared to those who really just love the plant and want to smoke it for recreational use? And I think, especially in the early 2000s, when a lot of cannabis cards and dispensaries began popping up in California, people were using the medical front. But, you know, um, obviously, uh, it, was, it was a lot more recreation going on. So I say all that to say this. What are some of the gray areas and some of the loopholes that one could take advantage of if they are in a state that cannabis is illegal in, but there are actual dispensaries in the state. Um, 
I would suggest that you first connect with those dispensaries and that you uh, network with them and you see what they actually need. Okay, you see what type of products they actually need. What what do they have a high success rate in? Most dispensaries, believe it or not, they starting off in California in the Bay Area was kind of strange because, you know, um, Northern California is considered a, a, a marijuana mecca. The, the up there in um, way up north, okay, Humboldt County, all up there. Um, is considered a true mecca, you know. And one thing about the sale of cannabis up there is it goes a lot of wholesale, you know, because of the farms and, and just how big uh, a lot of the groves are. When you come down into more of the urban areas and to more of the city areas where it's more condensed population, well, of course, the price goes up, you know. And so with that being said, a lot of times in the early days, there there was a, a need for more cannabis than was provided. And so there were all sorts of little ways to get cannabis. One thing, though, that always stuck out to me was that um, under the right circumstances, if you filed your business correctly, you could create a, a cooperative and you can legally grow the amounts of cannabis that you needed to facilitate to your patients and to your clients. Now, within that model and in that structure, you still have to keep in mind that it's a business and there are many products, so you don't have to be too funnel vision. Yes, the root product, of course, is cannabis and maybe some of its byproducts like the CBDs and the THCs. But when you look at the entirety of the industry, the cannabis plant itself, if you if you want to, you know, even slightly include hemp, hemp is not cannabis. OK, so real quick, hemp is the male version of the plant, while cannabis is the female version. OK, marijuana is cannabis. OK, and then even now I want to say this for all the cannabis growers and cultivators out there and horticulturists. There are male phenotype cannabis plants, okay, which will pollinate, you know, uh, a female plant. But usually those male plants, they're called hemp. They're considered to be hemp, okay, because hemp doesn't give off the properties of the THC. Uh, hemp is more used for propagating seed as opposed to creating the actual bud that is smoked. And so when you look at those those different aspects of the plant, it's very valuable, you know, on, a, on an entire uh, 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 lateral scale, you know. And so um, we have to keep that in mind. We have to. And so that is why we want to segue into this next statement that I'm making. No funnel vision in this industry. No tunnel vision, no funnel vision. None of that. You don't have to. There's so many ways to be a part of it. One way that I would suggest is getting into the culinary aspect of the cannabis industry. Um, there are so many creative ways to to bake, to create, and to package your own brand and license or deliver it to multiple uh, cannabis dispensaries, whether it be on an exclusive basis, in which case it might only be one uh, cannabis dispensary that has a chain of, of dispensaries. Or it might be on a non-exclusive basis where you're able to take your product to many different dispensaries. The key in this case would be consistency, 
and it would be creativity in branding because there's always a market because at the end of the day people want a good baked product you know they want that good cookie they want that good brownie and they want it to um, activate properly and they want the dosage to be just right so if you can get those things together your ingredients and your branding together and then as well as your connections with the different dispensaries you'll be on your way okay so with that being said y'all I think we should take a small, small little break. Let's listen to some smooth music. My homegirl, Faith Gatewood, with I'd Rather Be Cold. Let's go. Oh, and don't forget, y'all. Don't forget. Grab your surfboard, because you know what we finna do. We finna catch a wave. These days, everybody on something Trying to go hard, but it turned out to be nothing I know, it's so quick to strike a match And start a fire to feel the less desire But not me, my heart is always beating and feeling For the lifetime, real love A short change, my love is worth more than a billion Cause I only got this life And for my heart I will fight And I know I win What is mine Don't need another lover I'd rather be cold Don't need no waking
I don't know about y'all, but I absolutely love that song. I really do. I want y'all to go on and stream that song and look for that song and even purchase it if you can on the different uh, platforms as it's available. That's Faith Gatewood with Cole. I like to call it I'd Rather Be Cold because that's a line in the song, but the, the official name of the song is Cold for sure. Now, staying in the momentum of what we were talking about and keeping this vibe rolling, I'd like to continue to talk on baked goods because that's a part of the market, a branch of the market that a lot of people don't really consider. And those who do and who have successful uh, brands and successful recipes, quite frankly, are the ones who have seen a lot of um, positive uh, interaction in the industry. Now, there are some definite pros and cons with getting into the branch of the baked or culinary aspect of cannabis. And I'll list a few of those and discuss a couple of those or a few of those right now. Um, One of the biggest cons is supply of actual cannabis product, whether it be the herb itself, whether it be um, in the form of shake or whether it be in the form of keef or oils. Um, The herb itself, it could be difficult to come by if you're not a cultivator of it yourself. I know a lot of the higher end baking, cannabis baking companies, they're also cultivators, okay, of, of the plant. And so they have the ability to take some of the byproduct of the plant that's not used uh, for recreational or medicinal purposes. And then they uh, process that aspect of the plant and then use that uh, byproduct of THC or the oils to incorporate into the butters and to the different uh, fatty oils like coconut oil and uh, olive oil and things of that nature that hold a high fat content which would enable the food uh, enable that particular ingredient to be cooked in the food that's the key you want the high fat content so that the uh, THC uh, or CBD will be able to be cooked into the food and retain itself and its properties so that it can be indigested ingested excuse me so that's one of the first cons securing enough product to continue your baked goods because if you're rolling out sheets of cookies and these cookies are the bomb literally pun intended well then they're gonna fly off the shelves and that's one of the biggest obstacles that most culinary uh cannabis partitioners uh face the next con um hopping into the baked aspect of the industry is that if you're dealing with a state that is still operating uh, or still, um, you know, uh, mandating laws that would make cannabis illegal, well, then you're susceptible or your state is susceptible to raids, okay? And the raids are not fun. And baked goods, unfortunately, during a raid are usually the first to go. Uh, They're the most perishable because all the baked goods must at least fall into a certain set form of compliance. So you wanna keep them refrigerated. Um, Some baked goods have a longer shelf life than others, but most last, uh, when you're talking about cannabis products, most last on the shelf 
for about three to five days, you know, in a healthy manner, because most most culinary and fresh baked uh, goods bakers do not use preservatives in their foods. And so these foods uh, must be refrigerated or frozen, you know, depending on what type of food they are. Now, if you're into the butters or you're into the oils, um, well, then obviously those will be a little bit different and the shelf life is a little longer. So you want to do your due diligence on that. And, and I and I wanted to dedicate this particular segment to the culinary aspect because it's, it's, it's more of a lateral thought process when it comes to it. You know, it's not one that everyone immediately uh, thinks about, even though having the munchies is a definite byproduct of smoking or ingesting the cannabis herb, you know, so that's something that we want to keep in mind. But that's those are a couple of cons. Now, the pros um, to operating within the bake sector of the cannabis industry is that um, these these products fly off the shelves. And the potential for your brand to be well-established and well-known and, and for you to get business outside of dispensaries is very high. For instance, there are so many conventions and so many festivals that take place during the year. You literally do not have to set yourself up to, um, partic- you know, to particularly sell cured bud per se. But you can definitely sell, you know, the baked goods at these different festivals and different cannabis conventions and you'll sell out very quickly. You know, a lot of uh, partitioners don't come with food. A lot of events don't allow outside food in the event just for uh, the baked goods seller's sake. And so it's a good position to be in if you can connect with the right individuals who are um, promoting, you know, and putting on the event and get in. You know, as a vendor. So that's something that you want to consider as well if you decide to get into the branch of the uh, culinary cannabis industry, if I may. You know, something else that you could think about within that industry is also catering. You know, there are a lot of private events, you know, that take place. And there are a lot of individuals who are warming up to the idea of using cannabis for the first time. And they want to be in more controlled environments. They want to be environments that are safe. Um, They want to be in environments that they trust. And so it's a perfect opportunity to get your culinary chops going and to begin uh, formulating a plan in that arena as well. Um, More along the catering line. So when you when you think about the different options that are available mind you and and i'm only speaking within um an illegal state that still operates dispensary magnitude okay because that's a gray area that i was mentioning earlier now of course in the legal states uh that allow medical and recreational use this same model works and the only difference is it works without the uh, individuals who are participating necessarily have to worry about getting raided and having to worry about a loss, a profit loss, or, you know, uh, um, some sort of humbug that could arise due to uh, the enactment of those unjust uh, state laws and federal laws. So, you know, it's definitely something to think about, something to consider highly. All right. Baked goods is here to stay because when you smoke or you ingest that herb, guess what? You usually get hungry. 
one more thing that I'd like to suggest is thinking about variety. All right. When you do your baked goods and you're starting off, you want to you want to start off And my suggestion is this, especially if you're green. Um, no pun intended, but if you're green to the industry, meaning new to the industry, you want to start off consistently and keep everything to a minimum. So you don't want to have too, too many products at once, you know, because like I said, I'm speaking from a standpoint of, you know, California state law um, and where it was before everything became legal. And just from a strategy perspective, you know, you don't really want to put all your eggs in one basket. In this case, the basket is the dispensary. So, you know, you want to keep your offering small. You want to test the water. You want to see how quickly your product moves. And to get your brand established, you should keep it at one product that you do very well. If it's a sugar cookie, do it the best. If it's a chocolate chip cookie, make it the best. If it's a brownie, make the make it the best and my suggestion is make the the portions healthy you know make them make them wholesome make them um to where when the people you know purchase and they're like wow i get all that that's the kind of effect you want so for all that being said um i hope that was some great insight for you we're gonna move on to another song another dope piece of music that i like to really rock to this young brother um i introduced him in one of the earlier segments but i want to reintroduce him again his name is The Believer. Alright? The Believer got all kind of all kind of dope tracks. So we're gonna hit you with this one right now. Go on and check it out. Grab your surfboard, because we finna catch a wave. Saying thank God, now I live about the hair. So I ain't even sweating, I'm just dreaming of the scene, bro. Million dollar cars chasing me. 
yeah. Never see a nigga cut his money. Twenty just to come and see my wall and I ain't bluffing. Just call me your office at the tub, but I am cuffing. Now I'm in your ear, I really hope you're hearing something. Weed in the air for a twenty is coming. And I stay puffing, reduced in the bustin'. Don't give a fuck, every song you hear me cussing. And if you don't like it, then delete me, man, it's nothing wet. When I'm all up in it like a pipe and I be bustin'. Cussing, mashin', rushin', and I swear it keep on coming. Just call me a licky fucker, screw loose or something. And I hold it back to low, I swear it keep on coming. Just like a fucking ocean, now nigga, it just woman. I swear I can't swim if I fall into the smokers. Pull me up quick, I see a shark pull the coast, man, I'm too damn high for the shit to stay focused, shit. You ever look straight to your pillow? Look at the sky, saying God need a hero. Niggas playing too much like they playing on Nintendo. See a hoe below me, man, I hope she get the memo. I don't want a fat checks, want the end with zero. Saying thank God, now I'll live about the hair, so I ain't even sweating. I'm just dreaming of the scene, bro. Million dollar cars, chase a million dollar dream, bro. Yeah. You ever look straight to your pillow? Look at the sky, saying God need a hero. Niggas playing too much like they playing on Nintendo. See a hoe below me, man, I hope she get the memo. I don't want a fat checks, want the end with zero. Saying thank God, now I'll live about the hair, so I ain't even sweating. I'm just dreaming of the scene, bro. Million dollar cars, chase a million dollar dream, bro. Yeah. for the world to hear it. In order for the world to hear it, they need to be able to access it. In order for them to access it, your music needs to be on every single platform available on this planet. Visit oringi.org today to see your dream become a reality. Brace for impact. Ooh wee, did y'all catch the message in that one? That's The Believer with Get The Memo. That's one of my favorite songs out right now, period. Straight up, and it's a perfect fit for this segment. So as we wind down, I want to talk about leverage. Leverage is important, especially if you're in a market that's still operating um, illegally according to federal and state law. But you still see dispensaries popping up in your certain city governments, which are allowing... Uh, these dispensaries to pop up. These are the governments that you want to target, especially within your state, if you're not in a state that's dealing with medical marijuana or recreational marijuana, marijuana, excuse me. So that's the thing. That's part of the gray area that I was talking about. You have city government, which I haven't brought up yet. City government is the government that is voted on in the city council. The mayor or the city manager is the final say on what uh, stipulation is going to be set forth. And I mean, if it's a city government, excuse me, obviously you have a city council that votes. Okay. But what I'm saying is you have these initiatives that take place. Often they're they're, um, headlined and they're, they're faced by the mayor or the city manager of that city. And... Once that happens, it's up to that city to decide the jurisdiction or where that dispensary is going to be located. Most cities do not allow dispensaries within 250 feet of a school in either direction, for instance. Um, there are certain compliance issues that must be um, upheld. All of your clientele and all of your patients have to be documented completely and thoroughly in case there is an investigation. Um, 
and we could get into a whole nother conversation about that and, and before we go on as always make sure you um, if you have any questions for me leave them for me and we can continue this conversation and we can continue the dialogue um, the lines are always open and as we continue the show I want to just remind you that uh, this is not a one-way conversation it doesn't have to be and uh, I'm open for any input and any uh, advice or any knowledge that you might have to share with the community of Vibeway or podcast, uh, Vibeway with Scipio Podcast Show. So, another form of leverage that I want you all to consider is to deliver a set number of product, okay? You want to do your best to deliver a set number of product to each dispensary but price that product according to the market. So if you've identified two different cities which are allowing dispensaries in your state, one market uh, might sell product at a cheaper or less expensive rate than the other market. You wanna fit your, your product into both of those markets accordingly uh, to maximize your profit. You also uh, wanna make sure your aesthetics are on point. One thing that California is really strict on now, believe it or not, um, not only is it compliance issues, and I think that's going to have to be another conversation because I do want to segue eventually into the cured bud and the actual um, plant product. Uh, and I want to talk about how a lot of melanated men and women that are coming uh, up and attempting to enter into the industry are kind of being boxed out. Uh, the monopolization is in full effect of the industry, particularly in California. And there are so many different compliance uh, ordinances in place right now that have been in place or that are being created on the whim. And so um, you have both options, you know, either or have been um, in place or they're being created on the whim. And both of those options don't do melanated folk overall too well. And so what I want to do is address those those issues because those are part of the things that are boxing us out of the industry and allowing us uh, or allowing um, uh, the other participants to monopolize it. So you want to make sure that your aesthetics are on point, your product. You want to make sure that your stickers are on point. Um, your sticker should read how much dosage of a particular uh, strain is in, the, is in the product. It should have the state or city laws that show compliance with that product. It should have the weight of the product so that the patient knows how much they're ingesting. Uh, you know, all of those different things, your brand should pop. Um, your logo should be prominent in your overall packaging. Um, these days, it shouldn't be in saran wrap. You know, there are vacuum seal uh, machines that you could utilize. So get creative with that, but stay away from the the home sale baked good uh, school look. You want to go with a polished professional look. Um, even if your your baked goods were more than likely cooked in a community kitchen or, or, or a professional kitchen of that nature, you still want to deliver them in a way where they look appeasing to the eye, okay? So aesthetics is important. Next, you want to, um, well, this is my suggestion, especially if you're in a state that's still not being recognized as a legal cannabis state, you want to move under the radar for now. Okay, so one way that we were able to do that in California was joining a cooperative or a collective. 
like I said, there are some cities who are allowing dispensaries to, to, to pop up. And if you should so happen to find one of those cities, what you want to do is join their collective and their cooperative because that city already has laws in place to protect individuals who are following that city's ordinances. So in this case, you join the collective and then you become part of their umbrella. You, you, you come under their umbrella of protection and you're able to grow a certain amount of plants and you're able to participate um, in the cultivation and the production of certain um, uh, aspects of the industry. Okay, so I, I think that's a wise decision, just especially until your state clears up. And then once it clears up, you can you can do the lone wolf thing if you want, you know, no problem. Also, if you are unable to get the quantity, which is a big, big deal, if you're unable to get the quantity needed for your business, create a sample product with a small amount of quantity. OK, and then propagate that, share that sample with a couple of dispensaries in your area and see if they like it. And if they like it, perhaps you could strike a deal with them to use some of their um, cured bud, whether it be more of the trim or whether it be more of the actual bud itself, the flower. And you should be able to go ahead on and make a deal with them where you could do a profit share, you know, a revenue share. So that's something to consider. You got to get creative, though, with that. And that's where networking and connections come into play. You want to pay attention to cannabis laws in your state. That's the most important. They're changing every day. Pay attention to the news, but stay away from the propaganda. If you see the same statements being made about cannabis, even within legal states, we see the same thing. Oh, Trump is doing this. Uh, um, So-and-so is doing this. It, it, they, they turn it political. My advice is don't worry about the political aspect of it too much when it comes to the propaganda, okay? The fear-mongering and all of that type of thing. Um, I see a lot of uh, articles recently about the vaping and the THC vaping. Um, I'm not really too familiar with the THC vaping from a user standpoint, so I won't speak on that beyond what has been reported and what has been shared with me. But so far, um, maybe I have heard of a couple instances where the vape and the THC has caused some irritation in the lung. I know for a fact that the THC concentrate is very, very potent. Um, it's, it really wasn't created to smoke long term. Um, it was created as a um, kind of like a complementary uh, product where, you know, you would smoke your herb or you would eat your baked product and then you would take a toke or two of the... Um, of a THC oil, it was nothing that you really smoked all day. Okay, so I think these individuals who are experiencing irritation might have been uh, ones who smoked the vapor all day, and that could definitely cause irritation, um, even due to the heat of the oil as it enters into the lung from the device, as opposed to a more cool down air type heat that comes through when you um, hit the bong for instance it's cooled air because of the water in the bowl or at the bottom at the bottom of the bong excuse me in the chamber then you also have the uh, even a normal blunt or a J or a backwood you know um, you have that natural airflow that complements the heat so it kind of cools uh, the heat down as it as it enters into your uh, into your windpipe 
So these are certain things that you want to take, you know, consideration of, you know, I mean, if you're going to get into the industry, become a connoisseur, you know, really, really look at it uh, from not only a user perspective, but also a developing creative uh, perspective as well. And lastly, what I would like to say, uh, follow your gut, you know, your intuition, really, um, the, the industry still shady. You know, there's still a lot of unscrupulous individuals and that's within it, within any industry. But um, if you find yourself in positions that just don't feel right, um, whether it even be a dispenser, I don't care if it has 20 flat screen TVs on on the walls and it's just the most decked out dispensary. You know, if you're in a state where it's not recognized as being legal, but the city has allowed it to go forward, you want to always be cognizant of what's going on. Um, you know, you want to always pay attention. And I think once again, the possibility or the probability of a profit loss, um, profit gain within the baked sector of the cannabis industry is rather high. Um, you know, because, because like I said, when everything goes well, it's great. But if a dispensary is raided, uh, the baked goods are usually the first to go. You know, whether the, the DEA agents eat them themselves or whether or not they're stored in the evidence, which they're perishable, you know, so they're usually just tossed out the hard candies and those types of things are usually saved because they're more um, preserved. So, you know what, y'all? I had a great time kicking it with y'all. I really, really did. We're going to wrap this segment up with a song from yours truly. This is one of my favorite songs for myself. I really want it. And I did something special on this one for y'all. I slowed it down. I really want y'all to hear what I'm saying. So I slowed it down for y'all. More chopped and screwed style. I really hope y'all enjoy it. Grab your surfboard. We finna catch this way. Million. It won't even matter what hill we on When everything in the 
game looks weak, just look to me and I'll be strong Diddy go bananas on they asses, damn right just like Donkey Kong Diddy like a bunch of glasses that's been packed and stuffed off in my bong Teaching classes on organic, not synthetic silicone Yeah, I'm really on, stop hating you, sound silly, homes. I never left the hood, I bought the block, I'm talking mini All I really wanted was to see if they was with the shit All I really wanted was to fall and win the championship All I really wanted I'm on my last play, think fast, man, my pack came Hustle to make a change, now these fans know my last name Never rockin' a chain, so they can't assume that a change came Fuck it, a crime, I need that whole long fifth I'ma maintain My homies say the same thing, put that on game game Cross game, man, we'll have to bang bang and that's a dang shame Clutch a 40, never pull it slowly It's like the 40 if I'm running in that email on me Shaking fun of baking money, making they can't hold me All that talk they do baloney, but I'm knowing they phony So I keep a razor All I really wanted was a woman I could get it with All I really wanted was a 40 with extended clip all I really wanted was to see if they was with the shit All I really wanted was to fall and win the championship All I really wanted
Thank you for joining me for this segment of the Vibe Boy Podcast Show with Scipio. I truly hope you enjoyed yourself. I want you all to know that you can look forward to more great content. I'm going to be having some very special guests featured in the future, and I'd like you to tune in for those episodes as well. I look forward to hearing from you, and as always, get your surfboard, because we finna catch this wave. You create music for the world to hear it. In order for the world to hear it, they need to be able to access it. In order for them to access it, your music needs to be on every single platform available on this planet. Visit oringi.org today to see your dream become a reality. Brace for impact.